Welcome to Improving Sales Performance, a podcast highlighting tips and insights aimed at helping sales organizations realize and maybe even exceed their goals. Here we chat with thought leaders, experts, and gurus who have years of sales experience from a wide range of industries. This season, we are celebrating Women in Sales Month by talking to some amazing women sales pros. Joining me for the entire month of October is Stephanie Downs, SVP and Senior Consultant at the Center for Sales Strategy. She'll be sharing her insights along with our fabulous guests. I'm your host, Matt Sunshine, Managing Partner at the Center for Sales Strategy, a sales performance consulting company. We're so proud to be celebrating Women in Sales Month. For all of October, we have an amazing slate of women sales leaders who will be sharing their unique insights. From offering advice for sales managers new or more experienced, to discussing the anticipated landscape of sales in years ahead. When it comes to improving sales performance, these ladies know how it's done. I'm Stephanie Downs, Senior Vice President at the Center for Sales Strategy, and I'll be joining Matt Sunshine on the show for the entire month of October. Today, our guests are Jen Shalabro, Senior Vice President, Local Digital Sales at Nextstar Digital, and Tracy Wilkinson, Senior Vice President, Regional Manager Broadcasting at Nextstar Media. Together, Tracy and Jen share so many amazing observations, such as the vital importance of maintaining customer relationships, while leading from inspiration will always be leading from fear, and how to be the type of sales leader that your salespeople want to take out on calls. All right, so let's jump right in and get started. I know Stephanie, you and I uh, have a bunch of questions that we want to we want to get to, so I'll let you kick it off. Okay, perfect. All right, so Tracy, I'm going to come to you first on this one. So, from your point of view, when you look at um, you know the sales organization or an individual sales department, what are some of the key things that you look at to know you're on track? Maybe you consider it performance indicators. What Absolutely. do you look at? Absolutely. Thank you, Stephanie. I really looked at this from, you know, looking at an individual sales manager and what they should be reviewing as performance indicators. And it's, you know, a budget across all revenue types. So we're going to have a budget for, for linear, for digital. How are the AEs performing on each? Because they're going to have each budget. So do we have AEs that, that are doing fantastic on linear, but have no digital? So really paying attention to that. Um, what is their activity level? How full is their pipeline? Because that you know, obviously the runway on how we're going to get to our numbers overall. What is their average deal size? Is that mm -hmm. growing? Um, mm -hmm. And I think those are really the things. Are they are they targeting the right accounts to mm -hmm. achieve uh, mm -hmm. the revenue budgets long term? Mm -hmm. Sure. So can I ask you a follow up question on that? So looking at average deal size and all of those, is there a CRM that supports that or a dashboard? How does that happen? We do somewhat. We use Matrix. So okay. that is a yeah. system we sure. use corporate wide. And we definitely use those metrics, work with our sales managers to be paying attention and getting the AEs to enter the enter the information and really use it to their advantage. Because I really view that as a roadmap. And so Agreed. use it for yourself. It's not just to report up, it's to help them That's right. see how they can achieve their number. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. The purpose of it really is to help them make better business decisions and data-driven decisions. 
sellers don't always feel that way about CRMs, but that is the intent of a CRM, right? So, uh, Jen, anything you want to add to that one? If not, I'm going to I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I think we also look at um, we look at retention versus new business. So how yeah. are we doing with accounts in terms of our growth um, mm -hmm. year over year? And mm -hmm. and then in terms of, you know, new business is obviously important to every everybody in this industry. Yeah. So we look at their performance to new business separately as well. And I think one kind of separate metric that we look at uh, for our sales leaders is how is the retention of sellers? So on their team. Are we losing and churning out salespeople at you know a, a rate that's greater than normal? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, a, it's a really good measure of how well they do in terms of managing their team as well. Yeah. I think the retention conversation has has become way more important than it ever has been in the past, sure. right? Absolutely. That's something that it's been a struggle during the last two, two and a half years. Um, so thinking, um, Jen, I'm just going to stay with you on this one. Thinking about, um, you know, a sales manager, what should they be focused on? I mean, you were just referencing a couple of those things, but right. is there anything else just from the highest priority or big rocks that they really should be looking at? On a regular basis, yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of three things: um, talent growth, so overall coaching and development, um, mm -hmm. accountability and responsibility. Are mm -hmm. they inspiring teams? You know, inspiring is kind of a big word we use. Um, mm -hmm. And are they really building a culture? Because that's really important, a to retention, but you know, performance in terms of of how um, AEs represent our company. Mm -hmm. Also, customer relationships. I mean, that is key. And that has to be a focus of our sales leaders across up and down the board. Mm -hmm. So um, are we serving our customers best? Are we easy to do business with? Um, you know, our business is very reliant on relationships still. Mm -hmm. So those relationships need to be at all levels of the organization. Yeah. And then third, I think we've talked about this recruitment. Um, <laughs> that's got to be an ongoing part of their job every single day. So filling that talent pipeline, um, consistently upgrading their team, building that A-team, um, and, and really looking at how do we create this next generation of sellers and inspiring mm -hmm. them to come into our industry? Because you know we're, we're challenged by um, younger people and their understanding of our business, right? Because they're, they may not be TV watchers like the traditional. True. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're trying to get them to really be excited about the broadcast industry and what it does you know we we obviously are plat platform agnostic we're content creators and con content deliverers to local communities so how do we get them to be um you know really excited about coming into mm -hmm. uh, a place where where we have a mission you know and supporting they love mission right they love to be part of something bigger mm -hmm. so. That is so true. And it, that is, it is harder. And I know a lot of companies are trying to pay attention to how do we really attract kind of that next level into the organization because right. they consume our products very differently than, than maybe what all of us on this <laughs> podcast did, right? So, and Matt, you're going to add something? Yeah. So I have a follow-up question and, and I think this would be for, for both Tracy and Jen. So I, I really like, um, it's, it's it's exciting to hear your answers because it's it's refreshing. Um, I, I like Tracy with you know budget attainment, pipeline activity, average deal size, and using technology or a system to to do that. Um, that that makes sense to me. And and uh, Jen with you know uh, 
accountability and inspiring and having an amazing culture, talent development, customer relationships and recruitment, those all resonate. What I'm interested in, and, and we're fortunate to have you all with us today, you have a lot of markets. We do. You have a lot of markets. Is, is this, I know everyone performs at a different level. That's not what I'm asking. Is the drumbeat consistent across all of that? Not that we're running McDonald's franchises, nothing wrong with McDonald's franchises, but we're not running McDonald's franchises. But is the drumbeat on, hey, these are the most important things consistent, or is there a lot of flexibility between the markets? Which is, which works best for you guys? Hmm. You know, I think it's actually, that's a good point, Matt. It's a really good balance. I think there are some things where that drumbeat is clear. This is how we do it. And this is a piece of your culture that this is across the company. So new direct business development, focus on our core O&O digital products. That is, you know, 100% universal. I think it's so the what is there, the how I think is variable. Um, and certainly it really is encouraging people to understand the needs of their local market. And that is really the strength of what Nexar has been built on. We, have not, we haven't homogenized, a, this is how you do it across every single market, across every single um, type of thing, you know, right. whether it be news content or whether it be new direct business development. Yes, there's systems that we expect you to use, but how you do it depends on your team dynamics. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd say I'd say 80% of what we do is consistent because it can be done at scale. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But there's this 20% of, of localism um, that has to be because the markets are very different. You know, you look at Dothan, Alabama versus New York City. You have a different <laughs> level of talent, a different, you know, expectation in terms of revenue, different types of clients, mm -hmm. right? So really looking at how, letting that general manager and, and the sales mm -hmm. leadership inside identify their strengths and really, really, you know, lead to that, manage to that so that they can um, provide the best results. Mm -hmm. That makes, that makes sense. Absolutely. Like yeah. having good customer relationships is important everywhere. everywhere. How you do it in Dothan might be different than how you do it in New York. Exactly. Right. You might see a GM be on appointments, right? With mm -hmm. with uh, customers. Yeah. Where sure. maybe, maybe in New York and some of the larger markets, it's not as possible. Or we have a another layer of leadership, sales leadership that that take on that role. Mm -hmm. So it just really depends. Yes. Yeah, so I want to spend a minute just thinking about how the role of a sales leader or a sales manager has changed. I mean, you know, if we look back five years ago versus today, Tracy, give me some insight. What are some of the biggest differences you see there? Just the complexities. I mean, the sophistication <laughs> of our products. You know, every day there is something new. And how does that sales manager yeah. stay on top of all of those things? And also, you know, driving that down through the organization, having HAE really grasp and understanding the full benefit of our suite of products. I think that has become the most, you know, one of the most complicated things that they need to be paying attention to on a daily basis. And then you take technology and mm -hmm. utilizing the systems that we have in place and, you know, future proofing, uh, you know, our technology down the road. And not everybody is great at it. Yeah. Right. So it's. It's it's also asking the questions, you know, I ask of my my GMs and of their teams, it's what are the roadblocks that we are can we take out of the way? Like really listening. If someone is saying, okay, this is 
this is really hard. This is really a challenging thing to navigate. We have to listen to that. Yeah. You know, we can't just like Bigfoot things down and and just keep keep going. <laughs> like stop down for a minute and pay attention. But I think you to make sure it's all getting there. Right. You know, the, the sophistication on the products, I think, is the thing that jumps out at me. Yeah. I think yeah. in addition to that, you know, with having more access to data, it's it's demanded that we sell differently. Mm-hmm. So we 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 have to have um sellers and managers who are really good at understanding data and how it um how it delivers the story right how to tell that story and use that data and and we're really we've really moved from selling um delivery which was what we did we we delivered ads to now selling performance Mm -hmm. and roi so that takes a bit of a different brain and a different way of of really proving um Mm -hmm. your value right Mm -hmm. yeah Yes, absolutely. That um, that was well said. So um, describe a great sales leader. Um, I could already pick some of the things that you've been saying, but describe a great sales leader. Jen, why don't you go first and then Tracy, I'll come to you next. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, and I, I say this, we were, we were the original influencers, right? I mean, uh, our business and I think our sales leaders who lead by inspiration and mm-hmm. versus fear are really... Yeah. that's to me a critical piece because, you know, people want to follow people that inspire them. Mm-hmm. And if we can inspire a culture of, um, of account executives to perform for us and to perform for themselves and perform for their community and their advertisers, um, I think that sales leader has done a good job. Yep. Yeah. Tracy, um, anything you would add? I would add, I mean, I think the things that I really look for would be emotional intelligence and then true integrity and wanting to serve the clients needs first and also, you know, their internal clients with the salespeople and understanding, again, those obstacles are things that might be getting in their way. And also, you know, laying things out that, that motivates them, you know, mm-hmm. so everybody's motivated differently. Everybody sees the world differently and that we're all part of a wheel. We don't have to be all the same and approach everything the same. So being yeah. able to be dynamic and, you know, change on the fly to accommodate is really important. Yeah, mm-hmm. not every not every salesperson um, is reacts to the same things. They're not mm-hmm. inspired by the same things. They're sure. not incentivized by the same things. So, being able to use that emotional intelligence to look at each you know look at your team as a baseball team, and you have a great pitcher and a great catcher. They all help you perform and win the game, but they might mm-hmm. have different skills that that help you do that. Right. right. Newsflash. Newsflash. Not <laughs> every salesperson likes a contest. Yeah, that's right. 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 Yeah. Hope that's not breaking news, right? right? Yeah. But I, mean, yeah. I, I think a lot of times um, managers, especially when they're early in the management and maybe they like contests, that's a great example of not understanding what motivates each individual person. Yeah. So you're a manager, you always like the sales contest. When you were a salesperson, you come and say, we're going to do a sales contest. And, you know, half the room rolls their eyes. Out. Out. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Just get out of my, let me go sell something. (laughs) So you were um, onboarding a brand new sales leader into the organization. Um, What advice would you give them? Tracy, what would you say to them? Well, I think, um, you know, always be ready to, to do exactly what you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was in a position, I started as a sales assistant. And so coming up through that, you've, you've done every role. And I feel like that's an important thing to 
have empathy for and intelligence around so that you know what you're asking and then you know fully understand your products again you know so many times you come in from the linear side or the digital side Mm -hmm. and you just you know you really understand that but you have to fully understand everything so that your team believes in you and wants to take you on calls and realize if they do take you on calls it's going to help them yes because they want that they want that help on calls right (laughs) they want you to bring value to that (laughs) yeah jen how about you i think um you know to tracy's point you know learning learning audience and how to sell audience versus product even taking Mm -hmm. it taking it up a level to say we have audiences that we connect with you know we're the the fastest pathway for a local advertiser and a local consumer to connect Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. leveraging the power of that um and having that be you know just really the foundation of what we do Mm -hmm. um and then focusing on data letting data help us make decisions but not getting paralyzed by it you know so 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 often you see uh sales leaders sitting behind computers and just being paralyzed by spreadsheets and data and not knowing how to actually activate that with teams Mm -hmm. so i think that would that would be advice i would give and really just critical focus because we we do have so many initiatives Mm -hmm. so many you know budget lines initiatives projects um you know lay in a, a either a bad economy or a health epidemic you know and there are a lot of balls in the air so keeping the team like extremely focused so Mm -hmm. that they're not really you know injured by having too many balls in the air and and really Mm -hmm. like nothing gets done well right let's put an exclamation point on something tracy Mm -hmm. said because i think it's so it's really spot on and i think that i think that if this is a good message to send, but be the type of sales leader that your salespeople want to take out on calls. Yeah. And so so simple, but so eloquent, right? I mean, that's really, if you're the type of sales leader that your salespeople want to take you out on calls, you're doing a lot of things right. Something's going well. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And if you're not, you probably ought to step back and think. That's right. Because the flip, right. the, the, the flip, flip of that is, if you're selling, the type of right. that no one wants to take you out on calls. Yeah, yeah. Have a little self awareness. It's not your salespeople's <laughs> problem. Very true. Very true. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay, so let's take a look forward. So, I mean, we know obviously our business has changed a lot over the last handful of years, right? But if you really look out three, four, or five years, what do you anticipate in sales departments to change or um, things that just may be different in general? Uh, Jen, you want to start first on this one? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things is we're we're going to, we have to de-silo. Um, because again, we sell audiences on multiple platforms. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, in, in some cases you have, and, and I have a team that's digitally focused, right? Yeah. But I think we're going to get to a point where all sales leaders are responsible for all the products. So it's yeah. no different than, you know, many, many years ago, you mm-hmm. didn't just have sales managers selling specific programs, right? It, right? It's kind of like really looking at it from a different layer. Like everybody has responsibility and accountability. And I think that means that our teams are really going to grow because mm-hmm. we have, uh, you know, so many options to sell. We need to stop just looking at how to sell against our broadcast competitors. Yeah, we need to open our, you know, minds to the billions of dollars that's out there in digital spend, yeah. and 
you know, build teams that can actually attack that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, it, it may not be 10 or 12 salespeople in the future in a station, right. maybe 20 or 25. Yeah. So I can see more sales managers, you know, being at that level where they have to understand and, and really, under, uh, you know, train to and coach to all products uh, across the board and have a focused team that they can really, yeah. really aid in a bed mm -hmm. to, to be performant. Well, and it's like you said um, earlier, related to another question, to be more product agnostic, right? right. Um, mm -hmm. But our sales structures have to support that. Our right. compensation plans yeah. have to support that. You know, the trainings that we do have to support that. I mean, there's mm -hmm. other things that have to come into play and to really make that happen. Right? Sure. The, tools, the productivity yeah. tools that, you know, there are lots of tools out there that our teams need access to, to be able to uh, streamline and give us sales velocity, right? For streamline sure. the experience, you know, stop the swivels between chairs, between mm -hmm. systems. And, um, and I think that will really help, you know, get some traction. And the other thing too, and Nextar really benefits from this with our scale mm -hmm. is being able to sell cross DMAs. You know, yeah. I think when we look at the digital audiences, mm -hmm. um, our in DMA traffic. So the, the audiences that are in our DMAs that are viewing our websites, I mean, it's pretty 50-50, and I think that's pretty standard across the industry. So how are we leveraging, um, you know, with the scale that we have, like in North Carolina, for example, you know, the multiple stations we have, how do we how do we leverage them helping sell each other's stuff? You right. know, clients who they have direct relationships with so that we can really maximize the value mm -hmm. of each seller's time with those clients. And that, that sure. would be Yeah. So Tracy, what would you add to that about just kind of the looking forward and changes to come? I think I would go to the flip side of that on yeah. the thing that that's not going to change. And that's kind of that spark in the salesperson's mind of, I have an idea and mm -hmm. I'm going to call this client because I have an idea that I know is going to get them results. And that's so right. continuing to train on how to get them to the door and break through, because obviously that tech side of things is because going to become Fort Knox and more complicated on getting through to the decision maker. But, you know, that piece in your heart of I have that idea and I have to talk to this person to sell it, that's not going to change. And that's what we have yeah. to do fostering. Yeah. I love that you took the flip side of that um, because <laughs> well, you know, I, I do. I really, I really, yeah, I really like that. But you're right. What's what's not going to change is our drive to deliver client results. Yeah. I mean, the end goal that is always going to be the case. So I love that you took the flip side of that. <laughs> so, Matt, what do you want to add? Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Curiosity and, and ideation are, are so important. And Stephanie, to what you just said, I mean, while many things have changed and we certainly don't sell the same things that we sold 10 years ago and certainly 10 years from now, I can only imagine what we will be selling. But we always have been in the business of helping businesses grow their business. And that is consistent. That that will not change. If we do that well. A lot of good things will always happen. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Jen and Tracy, both for joining yeah. us. I know that you have a lot of things going on in your world right now, but taking 20, 25 minutes to spend some time with us, really appreciate it. For anyone that would like to get in contact with either Jen or Tracy, we will leave all of their uh, LinkedIn and socials in the, in the show notes. So you'll have that there. Um, and we look forward to... Uh, to talking to you again, talking, uh, seeing everyone, or I guess 
everyone listening listening (laughs) on the next episode of uh, Improving Sales Performance Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This has been Improving Sales Performance. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, join us every week by clicking that subscribe button. For more on the topics covered in the show, visit our website, thecenterforsalesstrategy.com. There, you can find helpful resources and content aimed at improving your sales performance. And if you'd like to connect with any of us, including today's guests, please do. You can find our contact information in the show notes. Until next time, get out there and sell.